Welcome to another episode of Raising OKC Kids, Conversations with Metro Family in Oklahoma City. I'm Kirsten Holder, and today we're talking with Liz Howell, owner and operator of the Copley in the Uptown District of OKC. Liz is a self-proclaimed barista in training and chef when she needs to be, as well as a dog mom, a mom to two rambunctious boys, and their equally energetic father. Um, and she notes that her puppy dog is the only calm one in her family. I just had to read that whole bio because that is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that is a perfect picture of life right now. I think so many people can relate to that. So welcome, Liz. Thanks well, thank for being you. here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. It's been a while since we've gotten to chat. It is, yes. Um, so let's dive right in. Uh, you had opened um, in late 2019, early 2020 with a different vision in mind. Um, you originally called Play Cafe, which was a concept that would provide play dates for kids and, and parents. And uh, you had lead play on one area of your store, an upscale coffee barista meets wine bar on the other. You've since renamed your space to the Copley and your focus is a little bit different. So can you tell us what has changed and why? Sure. I mean, 2020 has had lots of changes for all of us, I think. Um, and, you know, our goal really whenever we opened uh, Play Cafe was to serve the community and to be a part of the community and a haven for everyone, you know, especially, as you pointed out, people with young kids, families. Um, following COVID-19, the shutdown and everything, I really felt a responsibility to my team and to the patrons, to the community, and made a really tough decision to close down the play area for public play and to move the play to a private reservation only system kind of in our back events room and and to focus on the community in a broader way so not just exclusively families anymore really focusing on letting everyone know about our food our coffee our space and um still maintaining a dedication to the families. You know, we still think of ourselves as one of the most family-friendly restaurants in Oklahoma City, um, but we really are trying to introduce people to our space and those other aspects. People that might have driven by before, seen play in the name, and kept on driving. Uh, that's why we changed to the Copley, just to kind of try to get folks in to see we have a lot more than just play zone to offer. And you are just um, one of the many local businesses that are, um, you know, everyone's new favorite word, pivot, pivoting. <laughs> um, so I think that's a smart move on your part. What inspired you to start your business in the first place? And is there anything else like the Copley and OKC? Am I allowed to say just desperation is what inspired me to open it in the first place? I'm, as you said, I'm the mom of two boys, um, but I also, I'm not from here, so I don't have family close by. I have some really close friends, but I don't have a large friend network, a large support network. So, you know, it's tough when the kids are little and you're working and trying to balance everything. Um, and so for me, coffee shops, places that were kind of family friendly became a lifeline you know they saved my sanity a little time to interact with grown-ups during the day but I just felt like there weren't that many places like that in Oklahoma City and while there were places that definitely tolerated and were friendly with kids there was no place that I felt really embraced the family and embraced kids and their needs and parents needs so that's really why we started 
Play Cafe Thacopoli to recognize there was this whole demographic that I felt like just didn't have a place to be. So I think that even though we pivoted and we're kind of focused a lot more on the food and drink um, in terms of just publicizing that, it's always been a focus, but really pushing that out in front of people, we're still totally unique in this area. I think we are still the most family-friendly destination in terms of a good restaurant, coffee shop, bar that you would go to um, with your kids. So I think, I think we're pretty unique. We've got a back patio that's completely contained, stocked with toys. We do have the option for private play if it's a play date or you just want brunch while the kids are entertained. Um, you know, we've got tabletop play kits. So I think we're still pretty unique among Oklahoma's restaurant scene. I just love it. When you all opened, um, I was telling my parents about this concept and they were like, this was, why didn't we have this when we were, when we were raising you all? I mean, it's just a perfect space. Um, it serves parents really well and kids very well. You all have done just an excellent job. Um, and you. anyone who follows you on social media, I'm sure is with me when I say your food is drunkworthy. <laughs> I mean, it's not only gorgeous, it's healthy and it's delicious. So um, tell us a little bit about some of your favorite dishes. Absolutely. You're really kind to say that. That The food and beverage side, like I said, from the beginning was really important to me. I was tired of going to places that my kids would be happy at, that I was miserable with the food and beverage choices. So, you know, we've really taken a lot of pride in that from the beginning. And our chef, Chef Nancy, she's got decades of experience. She's cooked in like award-winning restaurants on yachts. She's been all over the place. We're super lucky to have her kind of at the helm as we begin to focus even more on our food. Um, Oh goodness, favorite. I would say anything that's Chef Nancy's special of the day is probably what I'm eating that day. <laughs> you can't go wrong. Our most popular dishes are the avocado toast, our lifestyle bowls, which kind of, as you mentioned, we can do keto, we can do vegetarian or vegan, um, really offering things for every diet and dietary lifestyle. I also really like our savory oatmeal. A lot of people love our apple pie oatmeal, which is great, but if you've never had savory take on it. It's more of a grits kind of thing. Um, that's one of my go-tos. It's especially when it's colder outside. It warms you up. <laughs> I was just about to say that as the weather turns, that sounds like that might be a new go-to um, yep. <laughs> for lots of people. So on the note of food, um, you all have started doing holiday catering. Can you tell us a little bit about um, what you're offering, uh, what some of your specials look like, especially as we come up on uh, Christmas? Yes, we've been blown away by the Thanksgiving response, honestly. Uh, we had a lot of fun coming up with the menu and uh, way more fun even coming up with the holiday menu. My chef and I spent a few hours the other day just drooling as we made up different recipes and came up with things. So uh, we'll be doing sides, desserts, and brunch options for the Christmas morning brunch. You know, stick something in the oven while the kids are opening Christmas stockings and then it's ready to go before presents. So um, some of the sides that I'm planning on having at my house are our sweet potato risotto and a wild rice and cranberry pilaf. Uh, we also have a great Brussels sprouts and pomegranate salad and a few other sides. Desserts, I'm claiming the eggnog cheesecake at my house. I'm going to put a little taken sign on it and let people fend for themselves, but Nancy's amazing at cheesecake, so we'll have a seasonal cheesecake there. We'll have um, a cranberry white chocolate bread pudding, and then also for the kids, a cookie kit 
fair. It'll have icing and sprinkles and the pre-cooked sugar cookies. So something to keep them occupied while you're in the kitchen working on everything else. Um, and then brunch, which is my favorite always, we couldn't even decide. We came up with so many options that Nancy and I were having trouble narrowing it down. So we put it out on Instagram and let our followers choose. And this is the big formal announcement. I haven't put it out there yet. Um, we will be offering almond croissants, a baked French toast, savory biscuits with jalapeno butter, and a tater tot casserole for our heat at home holiday brunch options. Oh my goodness, all yeah. getting hungry, you just talking about this, that sounds amazing. Thank you for sharing that with our audience first too. I know our readers are <laughs> as excited as I am right now hearing about all that good food. Um, so, and just the hands-on again with the kids is just so wonderful. And my little boy loves being in the kitchen with me. So I love that you've even thought beyond, you know, food prep um, to how to get the kids entertained and, and keep them occupied, but also learn with you in the kitchen. That is just wonderful. Create those memories around the holidays. Absolutely. So this year has certainly had its challenges, arguably with the largest effect on local and small business. Um, we recently on this podcast talked to Cleo Rajan of the Independent Shopkeepers Association in Oklahoma City, um, and we discussed this statistic from the U.S. Small Business Association. There are currently 27.9 million small businesses in the U.S., making up 44% of economic activity. In Oklahoma, 50% of jobs are currently held by those in the small business sector. So we really want to support small business. Um, they're the personality of our city. We want small business to literally, or we need small business to literally support our economy. And we want it here to provide that unique flavor that um, some people don't expect from Oklahoma. So all of that to say, what has worked for your business in 2020? You've mentioned a little bit about how you've had to pivot some of your operations, um, but talk a little bit more about maybe what you've had to change um, expectation-wise or let go of. Sure. Well, you know, one thing that has not changed, and I think that has been our focus from the beginning, and it's a focus of pretty much every small business that I know in Oklahoma City and that I work with here, is that um, customer service will always be the most important thing. And I think this year more than ever, you know, we have people coming in and we might be the only people they see because we've got such a socially distant spread out space. There aren't a lot of places that they feel comfortable coming. So they'll come here and they know they're going to get good conversation, really looking for how we can serve their needs. You know, just the above and beyond customer service has worked for us and I suspect will continue, <laughs> um, continue to work for us. In terms of pivoting, like I said, I, I feel a little dizzy sometimes from all of the pivoting and the things that we have had to change. Um, you know, we have also, in addition to really publicizing our food and coffee and things like that, we've also really focused on events, which I never really thought about as this space, but person after person would come in and see the space and say, wow, you've got a great space here. <laughs> so in addition to birthday parties for kids, which we've always done, we're looking into and having a lot of success with other really small type of events. So um, bridal showers, baby showers, business meetings, those types of things, private wine dinners. We've even had a wedding and are probably going to book more for next year. So that's one way that, you know, kind of I think all small businesses, as you said, were kind of 
pivoting to think about how else can we use what we have, what resources we have. Of course, it's a tough pivot to events right now as well. We actually ended up canceling our events for December because we are trying to be as responsible as we can with getting groups together. But I do see, I think it's an opportunity because we never would have known the reaction to this spot as a venue if we hadn't been forced to look in that direction. So, you know, we're looking to next Christmas and thinking, wow, we're going to have weddings, we're going to have parties, we're going to have all of these things. And we would have never known that that was a really good opportunity that people were looking for a small space like ours if it hadn't been for this. So, um, you know, trying to pivot and think of things in ways we never looked at them before. This is uh, forcing creativity upon a lot of people. And I know <laughs> already so creative. So um, adapting to those opportunities, I think it really says something for um, businesses that can be flexible in that way. Um, and we're all, all more flexible than we know we are. So that <laughs> that's encouraging to hear from, from local business owners too. Um, so community seems really important to you. This is apparent by your many give back opportunities for organizations like Positive Tomorrows. You also offer discounts and incentives for veterans and frontline medical workers, or um, you have many partnerships with businesses in your area, such as Urban Tea House, Word of Mouth Traveling Bookshop, or even Basil Baby. Uh, so why is it important to you um, to be collaborative within our community and why should it be important to families in our city? Well, you know, I mean, without building those community relationships, without building a sense of community and supporting and serving our community, I feel like we would be just another restaurant. And there are plenty of restaurants who do a great job putting out amazing food and I depend on them <laughs> with my family, I do. But that's just not what I ever dreamed of creating. You know, I, I'm not from here, but we've grown a family here since 2012, I guess. And I've fallen in love with the city and with the people who make these businesses and who supported me whenever I started just kind of walking into places and being like, so I have this crazy idea. What do you think? And I feel like it's my responsibility to do all I can to support the other businesses who are lifting up our community and employing so many people, like you mentioned. So for me, those partnerships are just an essential part of what I'm trying to do as a business owner. Um, you know, I even have part of our incentives or benefits for our team because I have a small team, but from the beginning, if they do up to five hours of community volunteering throughout the year, we'll pay them for those hours that they work. So if it's a local nonprofit that's improving our community, I wanna encourage people to get out there and I don't want them to say, oh, but I'm supposed to work, I can't. No, you can, and we'll help you make it happen because we really believe in doing what we can to give back to this community. Um, I mean, serving, Serving others at a large level and a small level is kind of at the heart of what I do as a parent and what I try to do as a parent. And it's at the heart of what I'm trying to do as a business owner as well. I love that. That is, uh, I know you mentioned you're not from here, but you've created family here. Oklahomans identify with that service mentality, that give back mentality that you are embodying. It sounds like at home and in your store. <laughs> I try. <laughs> <laughs> that is lovely. So on a personal note, and to bring a little levity and joy to those listening right now, what is bringing you hope and what is strengthening your family in this season right now? My kids, I know it's kind of the generic answer, right? But it's true. They have rolled with the punches of 2020 in ways 
I did not expect. I expected for it to be a mess <laughs> whenever they came home in March um, and started homeschooling. But from homeschooling to not seeing their friends and having playdates to not seeing our family, my mom or sisters who they are so close with, but live out of state, you know, from all of that to having a mom who has been admittedly a little stressed and maybe a little bit short-tempered <laughs> and a little distracted as I try to navigate and balance all of those things like so many of us are. They've been amazing and they have found joy every single day in what they're doing. And they have been so adaptable and just said, well, it's different this year in ways that I think a lot of grown-ups have struggled with. So, you know, for me on those days where I'm just I don't know how to move forward from here. You know, I'll, I'll get something in the mail and then a phone call and all of these things. And I'm just like, oh, what do I do? How do I move forward? And I look at them and I see their joy and I see their adaptability. And I just say, okay, I'm going to try to be like my kids because they're on to something there. So, you know, just really trying to tap into that has gotten me through some of those harder times. And I'm guessing will keep, keep serving me well over the next few months. Absolutely. These holiday months can be stressful, but it's more stressful when you can count on your family um, to be there for you. So I love it. Thank you for joining us today, Liz. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our readers and listeners today? I don't think so. Just thank you guys for asking me and for listening and um, for taking such an interest in supporting small businesses during this time. Um, anyone who does want to know more, our website is up. It has all of our information. You can place your orders online and that's where our holiday orders will be available for online purchase too. So, Awesome. And would you tell us your uh, website address? Sure. We are just www.thecopleyokc.com and Copley is C-O-P-L-Y. Perfect. Well, thank you again so much for joining us. For all of you listening today, you can join us every Tuesday on Raising OKC Kids.